0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds and Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. Justin Herbert has done it again. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. one of many people pissed off about the Pro Bowl. And with me, as always, is A.J. Bring back the original Pro Bowl Skills Challenge, Marquesi.
2: Oh, the most accurate intro thingy you've said for me ever. I miss it so much. I used to fucking just be cheering on Matt Hasselbeck when he's winning the Accuracy Challenge every single year, baby.
1: You have to respect that NFL Network still like reruns the 04, 05, <laughs> 06 ones.
2: I know. And I, I watched them. That's a the stupid thing. Today...
1: We're talking all the NFL rookies who thrived and struggled in week
2: 15. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 One, two, three, two, One, two three, four. Seven One. four. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Four. Driving One. on to Cleveland maybe. Looking for Lawrence or Suelle. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the 6 we We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. That's a song.
1: The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From player props, spreads, totals, team, coaching props, I read that kind of backwards... Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today. Use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Before we jump in to NFL rookie talk, you know the rules, AJ.
2: <laughs> What's the rule?
1: We got declara- declarations and senior bowls to talk about. Yippee. Lots of declarations, not a lot of senior bowling bites. Uh, Okay, I'm going to read through the declarations, and you tell me who catches your ear. Okay. Marshall running back, Brendan Knox. Maryland running back, Jake Funk. Yes. Texas wide receiver, Brendan Eagles. North Carolina receiver, Diami Brown. Penn State tight end, Pat Fryermuth, Michigan offensive tackle, Jalen Mayfield. Texas offensive tackle Samuel, Samuel Cosme, Miami edge rusher Jalen Phillips, Missouri linebacker Nick Bolton, Oregon State corner Na'Sean Wright.
2: A lot of uh, a lot of chalky ones there that I'm not surprised about. I, actually, I didn't see Brendan Eagles until you just said it, and that one kind of kind of surprises me a little bit. I thought he was going to go back for another year there at Texas.
1: I I think that part of that is. Maybe the culture is not terrific under Tom Herman.
2: Yeah, well, just think about it, all the guys. Sure. That,
1: like, literally everyone who maybe was going to declare is declaring from that program.
2: Although, uh, I just saw rumblings today that Sam Ellinger is considering going back for his super senior year, even though he's already in the Senior Bowl.
1: Oh, well, I mean, that's because he probably
2: doesn't want to play fullback in the NFL. <laughs> that's, see, yeah, that's, I don't disagree. So um yeah, I mean, hey, look, a lot of a lot of Chucky guys, a lot of guys to get excited about. Uh, Knox, Knox, another one I didn't see, and I think he's he's got something to him, but I don't know, I don't know if he's going to get drafted or not. But I do, I do think, I do like yeah. him a bit.
1: Um, him and Jake Funk both kind of surprised me. <laughs> no,
2: Jake Jake Funk's a first round pick. <laughs>
1: um, I, I I mean, I think you mentioned chalky, like. Fryermuth, uh, Mayfield, Cosme, Phillips, yeah. Bolton. That's that kind of group. I'm glad Phillips did. I th- I think he was clearly one of the most disruptive edge rushers throughout the season. Definitely. And because the ACC played so many games, I think we talked about him a ton compared to some other guys. Yeah. Uh, as long as his medicals check out, I think he's going he's gonna to blow up the combine and be a top 50 pick.
2: Yeah, no, I totally – top 50, I think that's very much. First round – Maybe a little rich, but yeah, top 50, I, I agree with you there.
1: And then I love Nick Bolton with all my heart. I'm super happy he's in. Nishan Wright's an interesting one. He's a, a guy who uh, transferred up from JUCO to Oregon State, two-year starter at Oregon State. Yeah. One of your types in that he is like
2: 6'3", 6'4". I had a good year, too. Every time I threw on those old beefs, he was uh, he was showing up.
1: Yeah, so he's kind of a sneaky one. I think to yeah. pay attention to, yeah, um, just because partially because he he was a JUCO guy, partially because Oregon State doesn't get a ton of media coverage, to to keep an eye on. I mean, again, only sixteen games at Oregon State, but sit, He's listed at six four one eighty eight. He was big time productive uh, player in the Pac twelve for them. I'm excited to see him at the combine.
2: No, that's a that's a good low key one to uh, to target as a potential riser in the process for sure.
1: Uh, okay, a couple senior bowl guys. I'm just gonna read through them all. Arkansas quarterback Felipe Franks, Michigan fullback Ben Mason. Let's go. Nebraska offensive tackle, <laughs> Nebraska offensive tackle Brendan Jamies, Oklahoma corner Trey Brown, uh, Alabama long snapper Thomas Fletcher.
2: <laughs> ben Mason is fullback one. It was a no brainer, baby. Uh, I'm glad he's immobile. He, he'll be the first fullback drafted. <laughs> By the Lions. Probably, yeah. Nick Bodden was a terrible pick. Could have, could have listened to the show and we would have told you that, too.
1: Don't trust a former quarterback to play fullback. That's what I always say.
2: <laughs> uh, the, the Franks, I thought they were, I guess they weren't done with their quarterbacks, but hey, maybe that's more of a sign that Ellinger's well, going back.
1: Nagy said they wanted eight, and they had like six. six. And then, yeah, or and then Kenny Pickett decided to be super senior because he seemed like an obvious one that would latch on. Yeah, and then yeah, now you bring up this Ellinger news. The senior bowl quarterback group's not going to be very good.
2: Nick Starkle, baby, gonna show up. Watch.
1: Why is it? Why is it? Why isn't Derek King going? Like, I know he's <laughs> not. Like, I know he's 5'8", but still, like, he's a better, like, I don't care that he's 5'8". He's a better quarterback than some of the guys they're inviting. It's,
2: it's definitely, definitely true. Plus, he's, you know, he's the best athlete that would be there amongst quarterbacks easily, so. who Off the top of your
1: head, do you know who the quarterbacks are? I can't even think right now.
2: No, I don't. I, don't, I won't know if until yeah, uh, wait, you, the third week of January, yeah. You haven't memorized the roster yet? Oh, there's so many, like, honestly, I, I, we do this every week and I forget who was there. Are what, you Googling it? And
1: they're all just, fit. yeah, yeah, I'm checking. Buy me some time, please.
2: Okay, I, I was doing the same thing, so this didn't work out too well. I, I got it, I got it. Ready? Yeah. Please. Ian Buck, Sam Ellinger, Kellen Mond, Jamie Newman, Kyle Trask, and now Philippe Franks.
1: I'm only certain that Kyle Trask will get drafted from that group. I'm, like, pretty sure Jamie Newman will. But, again, we haven't seen him play in a full year. Other than that, like, I mean, anything could happen, but it's not a very good group of quarterbacks. No,
2: it's a lot of big names, but uh, <laughs> draft stock-wise, no, it's it's really only Kyle Trask. I mean, Jamie Newman's going to be really, really interesting, so I'm not going to discount I, I, him.
1: I but, I, you know. I, I I'm I'm gonna go ahead and bold bold take this and say Jamie Newman comes out of Mobile as the best quarterback in Mobile.
2: Like like he's gonna be the first one selected or he's just the best on the field there.
1: Both he's first selected and best on the field okay. there.
2: Okay okay bold bold I'll indeed. Call my shot. Respect my my shot is Ian Book's gonna be the first. <laughs> no, Some, hey if someone oh, needs my, a backup, my, Ian hmm. Book's gonna get drafted. That's my prediction.
1: No. <laughs> Next week, next week, it will be announcing that Brady uh, White has accepted his uh, senior bowl.
2: Oh, that's in- probably probably accurate. Yeah, I, j-
1: I just watched him throw a horrible in- interception in the Birmingham.
2: Uh, I'm not a Brady White fan, even uh, though I love Memphis. I don't th- I don't think that's like a big
1: take. So I think you're okay here in the clear. <laughs> Thanks. Um, you know who you are a fan of though, AJ? Uh,
2: Justin a. Bear or Tua? I don't know where we're going first.
1: Oh, AJ, we do it by selection. I know, but i I got don't notice uh, this.
2: Who went first? Oh, Joe Burrow. I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. They beat the Steelers, baby. Let's talk about his tweet performance.
1: We're going to retroactively look back on last year's class now. Ryan Finley. best quarterback. <laughs> That quarterback class is horrible yeah, in retrospect. It's... Okay, Tua. Tua, Tua, Tua. I got the Dolphins-Patriots game this week. Let me tell you about Tua. Who... Although he had a horrible, horrible interception at the goal line where he the rush was on him, he tried to force a throw into traffic and kind of looked like the pick he threw in the Iron Bowl. Not gonna lie, or no, I, actually, I guess it was Mac Jones who threw that pick. But there you go, Alabama connection. <laughs> um, other than that pick, I thought he played a pretty, pretty solid game. After the pick, he like it didn't really shake him or anything. He played pretty. Much within himself, not a lot of deep shots. He was also without Devontae Parker Mike Isecki, so not a whole lot going on in terms of pass catchers he could trust.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I thought he re- rebounded really nicely later in the game at the goal line. Similar situation, pass rush coming on him. They blitzed the nickel. Uh, he saw it through a little head fake and, and like, um, went, went through like I think, the, I guess, the, the B gap. And, and ran for a touchdown. He ended up with two rushing touchdowns, 145 passing yards, completed 77% of his throws. Lots of easy throws because again, they weren't really trying to push it downfield. They didn't need to either. The Patriots' offense was so poor that it never felt like the Dolphins, had, like we're gonna be in a situation where they'd have to throw throw too too much or or push it downfield. Basically, for me, it's the same takeaway as it's generally been watching Tua play. Miami needs to invest in getting him weapons. Yeah. Um, he's showing the tools you want to see from a young passer. You see that interception. The next time, similar situation, he's learned from his mistake. He uses his legs to make a play. And, and I guess overall, I think that the biggest positive you can take from it was like he was poised. I know it's not your older brother's new england patriots or anything but there's still some lore to them and, and, and he went and he sl- he slayed the patriots he kicked their asses right out of the playoffs for the first time since 2008 and, and in surging towards a playoff spot and uh are they gonna make some noise in the playoffs probably not but it's a good good momentum to build on for next year Invest those two first round picks in getting your quarterback help because your defense, although the like, yes, the, your defense could use a, a more consistent, um, like a, a studly pass rusher, um, or a, a studly compliment. I don't know, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I guess uh, just a more disruptive front seven player. Yeah. Yeah. but I, I, at this point, I'm, I, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm thinking we just got to get two more toys because. When Devontae Parker and Mike Kosicki have been healthy, we've seen some of the flashes of the big plays to it can make with them. And in this game, they just didn't have those types of guys. So it it was pretty conservative game plan, I think.
2: Yeah, and I mean, Brian Flores knows that he's gonna he can get a lot out of this defense already. So uh, attacking offense early in the draft is clearly the, the way to go this year. 100%. Um... Justin
1: Herbert played on Thursday night football. Feels so long ago. Won the game against out, the Raiders. It? Yes, it does. Uh <laughs> won, won the game against the Raiders in overtime in a battle of Oregon Duck quarterbacks after Derek Carr went down. Yeah. Ends up throwing for 314, two touchdowns, runs for another uh complete 69% of his passes. This looked like the Justin Herbert we had seen earlier in the year when he was gunning for offensive rookie of the year looking like uh, he's going to be the best rookie quarterback in NFL history. This was that, Justin Herbert.
2: Yeah, man. Like, every throw just seemed so on the money, uh, in perfect rhythm all game long. And, like, just, like, fucking lasers come out of his hand, man. And uh, it's yes. it was just so impressive. And then, you know, uh, there was a few third down throws where he broke the pocket or had to shake a guy off and made the throw, moved the chains. And then the deep one to Johnson to win the game was awesome. He just, he, like he got behind the defense, he just got it up there, but he got it to him. I don't, I don't know what, what, to, what more to say about Justin Herbert. Like especially because this team is, you know, weird as hell, and I think Anthony Lynch should get fired. He's just a stud. He's a stud, man. Like it's, he's making he, the reads. He tied the yeah. Go
1: ahead. He tied he tied the NFL uh, rookie records up by Baker Mayfield for touchdown passes with twenty seven. He's got three games left to break that. Um. So,
2: yeah, he'll, he'll break it.
1: two games left. I should say. Sorry, he's got the he's got the Broncos
2: and the Chiefs to break that record. You know what? Speaking of the Chiefs, it's going to be a lot of fun watching Herbert face off against Mahomes twice a year for the foreseeable future. Yeah, the, and the, 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 Marcus Mariota. <laughs> yeah, and Marcus Mariota and Drew Locke um, <laughs> No, but like the, those are going to be like such marquee. You got to tune in to see the quarterback matchups. That's going to be a, a lot of fun. But yeah, like it's it's not even like you know he's making his reads he's he's making big time tight window throws inter you know uh 15 20 yards down the field and then all year he hasn't been afraid to to let it loose and fire it down the field as we've seen from the the the, the jump um yeah i think it's more impressive season than baker mayfields was
1: i i think so too uh just mainly because of the level of throws he's making yeah um yeah so many deep shit throws. It's so much over the middle, and like you said, it, the ball just jumps out of his hand. He's 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 one of the five best arms in the NFL already. Maybe one of the three best after Mahomes and Josh Allen. They, he's like he's shown enough that like it's funny to say this because a year ago Josh Allen didn't look like a superstar quarterback, but J- Justin Herbert's looking like he could go down the path of being what Josh Allen is right now, which is a Pro Bowl. MVP caliber quarterback.
2: Uh, Yeah, definitely. And, like, I would be shocked if he isn't. But, again, it it depends on who's leading that team next year.
1: And and it's worth mentioning, though, that they did win this game. Anthony Lynn (laughs) kicking two field goals at the end of that game. Just playing for the field goal and just... Both the Money Badger miss both field goals. They go to overtime. They get lucky. They win. But and, and, and let me if say, I want... that game. I don't know if Anthony Lynn would be the head coach right now.
2: Uh, that's accurate. Yeah, and, and and lots of Justin Herbert sweeps. I loved it. Keep running it. Not. <laughs> oh my
1: god, the one at the goal that that the first one I think they ran at the goal line where you got crunched yeah. and you looked like you got concussed. Yeah, that, was that was ridiculous. Stupid. That's that's something else. I I've been compliment I've been complimentary of Shane Steichen. Uh, at times this year, he uh, I am also very much out on him. Anthony Lynn's getting a lot a lot of the the coaching staff blame because yep. of the the clock management and because the special teams. And he said he would kind of take on a bigger role of special teams, and they have been just as bad. <laughs> yeah. But Sheen Stegen has been questionable, and I don't know. I you you just need a new coaching staff. Uh, let's move on to Jalen Hurts, who. Went into a shootout with former uh, fellow Heisman candidate, but <laughs> actually won it, uh, quarterback Kyler Murray from Oklahoma.
2: Yeah, there you go. You, you found the nut there, Rob. Good work. No, I, I thought this was a pretty good game for Jalen Hurts. I mean, it, it started with a brutal, intentional grounding in his own end zone for safety, which was not a great start. And then second drive, he took a bad sack by the GOAT, Dennis Gardak. And then they blocked the punt, and Philly was down 16-0, uh, like, really, really fast. I thought this game was going to be a blowout. And then, like, Jalen Hurst just started clawing them back. The first touchdown was a screen pass to Quez Watkins, fellow rookie. Uh, Those was third and 20. It was pretty impressive. I'll, I'll, I'll break that play down later in the show. Uh, second touchdown was on fourth down, where he got outside on a design rollout, found Greg Ward in the end zone. Third one was Ward again, a well-placed touch throw to the corner of the end zone. Um and, and like he was dealing on the outbreaking routes and the throws outside the numbers, like the fifteen to twenty yards downfield that consistently hitting those. It, it felt like the the money in the offense. Um and then I don't know, maybe the highlight play was his rushing touchdown. That tied him at twenty six. Um the potholes just collapsing. He went right up the middle. Got tackled by Tyron Matthew at like the three, but kept powering through and extend to the goal line. It was pretty awesome. And like every time they, they, they ran the the design runs to him, they're pretty effective. It was a lot of just easy yardage, but you know, just Rookie stuff where he held onto the ball too long, took a couple bad sacks. Um, but then, like, down down the stretch where there he was trying to lead them uh, t- to tie the game up that he didn't, um, we saw him, like, standing tall in the pocket, fi- finding someone and making throws, like, you know, just, just big-time throws and down the stretch there. I thought that was impressive. And then there was the one play where he put the ball on the ground, picked it back up, found Goddard for the first. That was awesome. Um, I thought it was a pretty, like... Yeah, you know, the stats were what 20, 24 44 338 yards three touchdowns and then 63 yards in a touchdown on the ground pretty great game i, I give him my rookie of the week uh and like I, I don't know man this offense works so much better with hurts at the helm obviously that's clear and this team in, in general is just so much better they're, they're rallying around him and he's provided a big spark and i mean <laughs> the team is bad but the season's not over yet and i think hurts is the guy um I think he, I think Hurts is the guy. At least at least for a while. And, and at least at least he proves he until he proves he isn't.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree that the team just looks so much more. And we said this last week. It looks so much more energized. Their You're... their offense actually looks like it's going to do things when he's <laughs> at the helm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, his legs his legs have been an X factor, but in this game you saw so much more from him as a passer. Yep. He I I get that the Eagles pass catchers are very broken and um, maybe maybe not the best group in the world, but he's doing so much more with them than Carson Wentz was. And when Wentz was in there, it was all the blame was going to the like, well, there's nothing around him type things. Well, Jalen Hurts comes in, he he's throwing touchdowns to Greg Ward. <laughs> yeah,
2: hey, he's making Alshon look pretty good. He had that sweet diving catch down the sideline too. Uh, Alshon's Alshon's reawoken. That's I, I know, like he's making and Quez Watkins is coming on a little bit. Uh, still, still not much from Rager, unfortunately. But yeah, no, definitely. It, like you said, when they had the ball, it feels like they they might score. And when Carson Wentz had the ball, it, it felt like they m- won't even get a first tra- first down. So,
1: yeah, I like I don't know how you go forward. Um, just because Carson Wentz's contract so ridiculous, but I, I don't know how there's any way you, you can look at what Jalen Hurts has done in the last two games. And look at what Carson Wentz has done in the last two seasons, yeah. and and think like Wentz Wentz is the guy, like it's just I I, I sort of Doug Peterson has more fun call and plays for Jalen Hurts.
2: I think so too, I, and I I think I think Wentz is gonna land on his feet, and that's just because he was a second overall pick, and he was on the MVP run before he got hurt in what was it 2017? I mean maybe he got surpassed by Brady, but still he and Brady ended ended up winning, but he was there. Um, so I mean it's still still gonna be him landing on his feet. But it's it's kinda weird that like I don't know, when you watch NFL media, it's still it's still a question like who's gonna start next week for the Eagles and I don't know why it ever would be. It's clearly Jalen Hurts.
1: I I honestly I think it's all just because of the contract. Yeah. Like yeah. they've invested so much in him, both both with where they selected him and and with that contract, and it just makes it so difficult to well, we're moving on to this second round pick, but again, remember when they took Jalen Hurts and like we were shocked. We're like, "What is going on?" Yeah. They're like, "Oh, he's going to be our Taysom Hill." Maybe, maybe that wasn't necessarily the case. Like, maybe they they felt they needed insurance because of what Carson once had shown that past season, um, and and they were regretting the contract they had handed him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, Jalen Hurts just so much more fun. It, it comes right back to to what I said. PFT said about how. Wentz runs, it looks like he's running away from something. When J- Jalen Hurts runs, it looks like he's running with a purpose. And it, it's kind of just the playing style. Jalen Hurts just, and, and maybe it's partially because his leadership skills are so strong, but he looks like a dude. And he's, uh, again, I'm a little biased because I, I was quite high on him. Um, I know there, he was kind of polarizing as a prospect, but I uh, I had him pretty high on my board. So I, I, I'm feeling good about this.
2: I had him seventy eighth, so I was I was a tad low. I don't remember. Those those were around where people had him, right? I can't remember. Um. Yeah. No.
1: I. I. Some. Again, he was polarizing. So people thought he was not a top one hundred guy.
2: Yeah. No. Exactly. Uh. No. Yeah. I. And I. I. Uh, I didn't. Ex- like. I. I get him being ener- Like an energizing force this early, but uh, I didn't expect him to come in, like any point this season, and look as good as he has
1: no I, I i didn't think so either i thought um it would take some time but i'm, I'm glad he's in there because I, wait what would what you say you had him 78 i have him 78
2: oh that's so weird and he went 53rd so there we go
1: so we're both actually missed on him by being too low
2: yeah we did
1: <laughs> correct okay cool um Okay, you said he was your offensive rookie of the week, right?
2: Yeah, he deserved it. I gotta give it to him. It's
1: it's it's too hard. I well, I put Justin Herbert down because again, like both of them have like they were too, I think two of the two of, they were probably the two best rookies in general this week. I one hundred percent on the agree. offensive side of the ball. Totally agree. Yeah, and, and they're doing it at the most important position, and they're doing it against um, borderline playoff teams. Uh, I also threw Tristan Worf's name down just because, again, he looked so fantastic uh, in the Falcons-Bucks game. They, the Bucks, went down seventeen nothing, and in classic Atlanta fashion, uh, they lost. The Bucks came back <laughs> 130, 127. Wirfs was an animal the entire game. Like Dante Fowler was eating shit when he was up against Tristan Wirfs. <laughs> Stephen Means was eating shit when he was up against Tristan Wirfs. I'm pretty sure Tristan Wirfs didn't make the Pro Bowl, which is nuts because. I I mean, again, you know what? I, I saw I'll I'll call them up by name. I saw the score put out their offensive and defensive rookie of the year like list. Yes. Yeah, yeah, And it yeah. was like five five for each. And Tristan Works wasn't on their offensive one and I get that he's an offensive lineman. But I think that's such a like a ridiculous th- like how can you make a best rookies or an offensive rookie of the year list and not have a guy who's playing at a Pro Bowl level all season. At one of the hardest positions in the sport. I get that he's an offensive line. I mean He's not going to win it. That's fine. But he should be on the list. Like, you should acknowledge that he has been dominant since day one for a playoff team.
2: I, uh, I totally agree. Hey, here's the uh, the NFC offensive tackles. It's Bakhtiari, which, I mean, no-brainer there. Uh, Trent Williams and Taron Armstead. It's Ron. It's only three? Why did I vote six in? I don't know. So, like, I, I assume, like, in, re- in reality... Um, well, I guess no one's dropping out this year, is? Are they? So, that kind of sucks too, because usually every year we get like fifteen guys making it from why a is
1: position. Why the, the, Okay, there's two problems with the Pro Bowl, AJ. Two main. I shouldn't have brought no, it up.
2: I shouldn't have brought it up. You def,
1: yeah. This is a mistake. You know what? I'll <laughs> I will talk about the Pro Bowl for hours if I have to. The position numbers don't make any sense. Correct. And the positions don't make sense.
2: Correct. Especially why, on defense. why is
1: TJ? Why is TJ Watt a linebacker? in the same category as Levante David when TJ Watts a pass rusher and Levante David is an off-ball linebacker. It's 20 fucking 20. Let's figure out that a linebacker can't... Like, that's not the same position. An edge rusher and an off-ball linebacker. Those are the positions. Let's get that through our fucking skulls. (laughs) Also, why are we picking three offensive tackles?
2: That doesn't make any sense either. Who decided on three? I don't know. One's got a swing, man. That's why. <laughs> I don't know. Make it um, four. Because two two's for the All-Pro. Make it four for the Pro Bowl. Okay, look. One, the Pro Bowl doesn't matter. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. We can't do this. <laughs> but it matters for contracts, which sucks. Anyways, let's move on. It, matter, it matters
1: for contracts, and it's used for Hall of Fame cases. It shouldn't That's be. That's why it actually does matter. It should not be, but that's why it does matter.
2: All, and all pros uh, okay, usually right. Week. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> uh,
1: it's it's more right. Yeah, but there's still like the the Rams beat writer who's never watched <laughs> DeForest Buckner play a football game before, so he doesn't vote him. And how is DeForest Buckner not
2: making Pro Bowls? AJ, who's your defensive rookie of the week? <laughs> It's not DeForest Buckner, but uh, it's, it's luxurious Sneed, baby, who came in. Hey, okay, finish and uh, yeah, your drink. oh, finish your drink. Yeah, monster performance, man. What three tackles, a sack, three pass defense, and then the interception. And what I think PFF only had him give up one catch and nine targets. Like fuck, shut down all game. Like you, uh... incredible. Yeah, man, and like the 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 pick where like like it was a bad ball, but but uh, Sneed was all over the route. Read it beautifully broke he's on a ball it all magnet yeah man he was, he was fucking terrific and then he snuck in and got the sack on breeze too
1: yeah he he uh he had two run stops too um like he he's fully just sticking his nose in uh it's funny because remember those first three weeks it feels like so fucking long ago. i know uh we were talking about Legarius scene he had two picks in his first three games uh a guy who at louisiana tech Played out of position as a safety when he looked so much better as a corner the year before. Freaky athlete. Instant starter uh, for a, a depleted Chiefs secondary. And instantly making plays. Then he gets hurt. We see him back. Finally. Week 11. His, his Since then, his snaps have slowly increased. He, he didn't really take on a starting role again until three weeks ago. But since he's been back, he's been awesome. And this is his best game of the year. He is... If you like, if you are to put together the NFL rookie team, which we will do because we're geniuses and no one does it better than us, yeah. uh in a couple of weeks when the season's over, he will be on it because he's been that good. I, I he's only played eight games, but no, I, in a, in a year where so many rookie corners who were drafted to high have struggled, he's been I think pretty firmly one of the one of the two
2: best. Definitely, hundred percent. And it does suck that he missed that time and it, it took a bit to come back, but. Uh... Man, I, the Chiefs, the Chiefs found something. I, I don't know. Like he, he looks like he's gonna be a legit corner one for a long time in the league. And this was against the
1: Saints, who uh, yeah. I know it's not your, your slightly older brother's Saints <laughs> offense.
2: Second time, but you they're said still that. one of yeah.
1: the best. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, it, I've got it. I've got it written down for a couple more times later. <laughs> um, don't worry. Um, but I mean, it, it was still against Drew Brees and a Super Bowl contending Saints team that he, yeah. he played it. He played out of his mind. He played like he was the Chiefs' best player on defense. It was the Louisiana bump. Uh, well, they got not – his alma mater <laughs> did not play well in their bowl game. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> he's uh he's also playing his, uh, his college uh, teammate, um, Amik Robertson.
2: That's also a good point. Yeah, that's, that's to our chagrin, but definitely. Uh, Worst rookie. You know what? I didn't have a glaringly bad rookie this week, which makes me happy, to be honest. So uh, I'm going to go with like more of an underwhelming performance uh, from a guy who's been pretty damn great this year, uh, wasn't too good this week, and he was a late, late pick, so it's kind of a dick move me. I put Cameron Curl, who I think you had for a really positive one last week, I don't remember where. Yeah. No, he was great last week. Yeah, and this he was great. He's he's put He put together a really great stretch of games, and he kind of just fell back to earth in this one. Um, and it was just rough in the run game like Seattle didn't throw the ball much, but like it was multiple missed tackles in the run game and they all resulted in like in big runs not like you know the I, I don't think he missed one on the hide 50 yarder but uh, like yeah a couple of the 10 plus runs uh, yard runs from Chris Carson and it was kind of ugly And you know when you look at the whole game though he did have eight tackles and when he did didn't miss, he had some big thumping tackles which really caught my eye. But it's just in a game where they really needed him to come in and clean those up and they end up, you know, clawing back into this game. Uh, Just kind of a shitty one from him. And and obviously he's been such a major find for Washington because he he looks like like a piece going forward.
1: So just a bad week from a good rookie, basically.
2: Exactly. There you go.
1: And and a guy, I guess, again, you have different standards for rookies. I talked up Cameron Curl all last week. You're going in this game, you're thinking – Rob's a genius. Rob <laughs> knows football. Rob knows safeties. Rob was an elite safety in yep. his old old days. Uh, this safety's going to come in and be a high impact player. And you see him, you see him flying around the field, but it, not, yeah. not making tackles.
2: Yeah, and it, it was just critical plays too. You know, it, it, like even it was yeah. the sum wasn't that bad, but the, the mistakes he made were big. Okay, what if I give you a guy who
1: I forgot existed until Ronald Jones had COVID? Leonard Fournette, kind of sucks. So Keyshawn Vaughn saw uh, a little bit of playing time for once.
2: Okay, you know what's funny? I, I was gonna put here. Let's let's talk Keyshawn Vaughn because I got him somewhere later.
1: Uh excuse me. I had the Bucks game. Oh, you're gonna say start the rook or
2: something? Yeah. I, okay. Lame. So, let, let's okay. Don't. Hold on. Let's let, let's talk about him because I know he's not good, but you drafted him 76th and it was a reach. R- Ronald Jones isn't a thousand
1: yard rusher. Why would if he's not he's out. COVID anymore? Yeah. Rojo's going to Ask
2: him. Put a mask on him. Come on. That was a joke, people. That was a joke. Hear my spiel, okay? Rojo's out. Leonard Fournette's Leonard Fournette. The Lions are one of the worst defenses in the league, and they can't stop the run. And they don't have any coaches. Do better than two carries. That's my spiel. All right. Let's let's give him an extended look. I I don't think he's that good. What do you mean?
1: They have a Hall of Fame running back in Lashawn McCoy and a top five pick <laughs> in
2: Leonard Fournette. No, you just um, got to see if you if you, I, there's anything there or you made a he, total waste pick. That's my that's my okay. He, he 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 played 15 percent of the snaps
1: against the Falcons. Lashawn McCoy was their most effective running back. I thought. Yeah. Um, Von Va- Va- just like I don't know ran into the line of scrimmage twice and that was it for his day. He did not look like trusted trustworthy in pass protection. Uh, it, I don't It was, I guess, for me, it was mainly like you took the again, you took this guy top one hundred at yep. a position that generally can at least find a role early on in the NFL. Um, and he is just such a nothing piece to them. He's, he's been bad. With Sean McCoy, who who is so <laughs> old, over him. Um, tough look.
2: No, luck. he's he's not good. Uh, but that's why I want to see him get ten carries and see if he's really this bad. That's all I'm asking.
1: Sounds like Vanderbilt might have asked you to say this.
2: Okay, look, I, I might be getting some cash under the table from Vandy, but uh, I, I won't say I won't say anything more. All right.
1: Um, I just would like to interject here that the whole halftime of the Birmingham Bowl has just been talking about tomorrow's Houston Hawaii Bowl game, and just showing that in two thousand and three these teams played in a bowl and fought each other. It's
2: pretty okay. cool. So you're pretty hyped for the Hawaii Bowl now. I am. It's not the Hawaii Bowl. Oh, what what the fuck is it? I don't even know the bowls anymore. All I the know Hawaii the Ga- Bowl
1: got canceled.
2: Oh, yeah. All I know is the Gasparilla Bowl isn't happening. That makes me really got sad. canceled. <laughs> Mainly because you wanted to see 2-8 and eight South Carolina win a bowl. <laughs> you know I'm a big Gamecocks fan. Look, Anyways. see,
1: we're college football people at heart. Cause I, look, we're talking college football on the NFL show. Well, it's because uh, there's a prime game time on. Star, <laughs> prime time star. Primetime star. Primetime star. Uh, Justin Herbert, I assume, is the pick.
2: Yeah, clearly. I, I I threw some other names down, but there wasn't even anyone else that like yeah. even sniffed uh, him. Uh, I, uh,
1: yeah. I mean, again, he was. I think okay, the four best rookies this week were Hurts, Herbert, Sneed, Norths, and, and like I think by a pretty large margin. And I think there wasn't a ton of awful rookies, and there was a yep. lot of like solid rookie play. I, I and got a good a lot of rookies hitting the field.
2: I got a good fifth one, then I'll mention it in, in, a, in a bit. Who had a really good game.
1: Okay, okay. You say, you saved that. I, I also threw Chad Rick Will's name down uh, for Prime time Star. Um, it wasn't like a Tristan Wurst-level performance, but that's a good Giants front, and I thought he looked pretty damn effective. Yep. He had, like, long... Um, it was kind of a boring game, I'm not going to lie. But... <laughs> Uh, long ball control uh, drives. And uh, I, he's just such a good fit in that scheme. And the whole offensive line, more on Nick Harris later, the other rookie offensive lineman who hit the field for the Browns. But uh, So I, th- I just threw him down there. Yeah, uh, I'll,
2: Underwhelming performance. No, I'll, I'll give you two quick names. I thought Zach Moss had a nice game. Um, I'm going to be – like, I, I don't know, man. Like, that offense is kind of tough because Allen's so good. But uh, what, I would like to find a nice harmony between Singletary and Moss. And I kind of want to see them get more. But he had 81 yards on 13 carries. And just quickly, Derek Brown had two sacks, so we got to, we we had to we had to name him there. Was he that good? No, but he had two sacks. That, that, I, that
1: was his. That, no, no, that was his like most clearly most effective game as a pass rusher this season.
2: Yes, exactly. Uh, under old Rob, he, he, like if I. Sorry,
1: I, I've been so hard on Derek Brown. I just want to say a couple more things. Yeah. Um. I. I like seeing him, seeing Brian Burns, seeing Jeremy Chan. In that second half specifically, yep. because the first half was kind of a wash, that second half specifically, I think you got to be pretty excited as a Panthers fan that you've got those three pieces um, if Derek Brown can continue to grow as a passer. They
2: they couldn't stop the run, but um, when Rodgers was yeah. dropping back, they kicked ass.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, I, I think part of it, too, was Lindsley uh, being hurt, Elton Jenkins playing center, so the guards were yeah. kind of taken advantage of.
2: Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point, uh, Rob. This one hurts me, buddy, and uh, I finally got a James Robinson game, and he does virtually nothing. Or he had thirty-five yards on sixteen carries, and he had a, he had a receiving touchdown. It was only eighteen yards, three catches, um, and that the touchdown was sweet, but a little little loft play on a, on a wheel out of the backfield was nice. The Minshew's best start of the game for sure. But I I really, I I think the big takeaway is that the Jags off the line was just fucking brutal. It was probably the worst unit in the game this week. Um, By in the game, I mean all of football. Um, And and now, I don't know, they're talking about resting him? Which, I I think it means he's the greatest undrafted free agent rookie in history? So I'm just, it's it's underwhelming, but I'm happy for him.
1: (laughs) Um, Would you have voted him to the Pro
2: Bowl? uh fuck yeah of course i would have
1: okay good because he (laughs) didn't get there um i put t higgins and chase claypool Mm -hmm. um both both partially because their quarterbacks are not great um t higgins did struggle well they both struggled but t higgins struggled uh, i think against a good Steelers secondary to to get separation like steven Nelson and joe hayden i thought played really good games I mean, the Steelers' defense didn't have to win that game outside of the <laughs> Ryan Finley touchdown run. Um, and then with Claypool, it's just he's been such a non-factor in recent weeks. And they tried to get him the ball, and there was a missed pass interference. Yeah. And Ben Roethlisberger's arm strength is more, I think, part of the problem than it is Chase Claypool's play specifically. Um, but this was a guy who was on a tear and looked like through the first, what, six games or so like a offensive rookie of the year candidate and since then it's been very very quiet.
2: Very very quiet. Yeah, he's got like 100 and 140ish yards in the last four games. And I'm still going to
1: blame uh, I am going to blame Ben Roethlisberger more than him though.
2: I mean, they they got him, they got him that one play and he he, he definitely like you know he's good. It's just yeah, they got to figure out how to get in the ball. <clears throat>
1: uh okay, who looks like a hit?
2: So this this is the aforementioned uh great performance from rookie and i'm gonna i'm gonna double down with, with with the baltimore ravens first two draft picks but specifically patrick queen who i think it was his, his best game of the year and like i just mentioned the jags suck but it was still really impressive like first off i thought it was a pretty clean performance like like we've seen patrick queen make the flashy plays but it was a lot of him just being out of place and uh misstepping and stuff like that and it, it was pretty clean in coverage he was kinda on james robinson but Marlon Humphrey was there on the touchdown, so I, I, he was in good position. It was a great throw. Not going to give him too much shit there. Um, and, like, in the run, it was just he wasn't going the wrong direction, took care of the ba- basics, <clears throat> and then the big flashy plays came on top of it. Like, I thought he was in the Jaguars' backfield from the first snap most of the game. They blitzed him uh, quite a few times. He got home for a sack, had three pressures. Uh, one of his TFLs, uh, man, he was selling the A-gap blitz, and then instantly they, they saw Ro- um, Minshew looking Robinson's way on just in a flat route. And he got out there mm-hmm. before the ball even got there at the same time and blew it up. It was great. He looked explosive all game. And he was just so solid against the run-in. Obviously, the Jags have been a pretty good running offense, or James Robinson is good. And it felt like every time the, um, they were going up the middle of the field, Queen was there. I-, I thought this was easily his best game. He was one of the best rookie of the weeks. I, I just put him below um, Snead's performance. So that's why I felt like I had to put him for hit, even though we've talked about him. It was, just, it was a great performance. And then I, I parlayed that into J.K. Dobbins too, who like wasn't the biggest game, but he had 64 <laughs> yards on 14 carries, a touchdown, um, and a catch for 17 yards. It's like we know it's a by-committee running game, especially with Lamar Jackson involved. But like Dobbins has finally solidified the reins as the lead guy, and he seized the opportunity. Like like I said, it wasn't the flashy game statistically, but he, he well he's scoring like every single week now. I think it's what four straight games or something like that. That's that's cool. But as we've said so many times this year. Every time he touches the ball, he looks so sudden, so dangerous, so explosive. Uh, His catch was pretty cool. It came on a play where Lamar dropped the snap. It looked like a nothing play, just dumped it to him at the line of scrimmage, and then he explodes for 17 yards. Um, Here, this is my cliche. I've said this about a couple people or or wrote it on our Instagram posts at least. Um, If this team gets into the playoffs, and I think they're going to, uh, they're not going to go quite quietly, man. Everything is clicking for the Baltimore Ravens right now. And I know it was, you know, the the Jacksonville Jaguars are the worst team in the league right now. Uh, but it still all, it looks fine like it's all coming together. And, hey, Tyler Huntley got in the game, baby, and he, he ran pretty well. <laughs> Did he actually? Yeah, he was two for four. He completed a couple. And, okay. I don't know, he, he had some uh, – he, no, he looked pretty good running the ball. I think he had like 18 yards rushing or something like that. Hell
1: yeah. Hell Yeah. Uh, I put Bryce Hall, who I know you saw his one-handed interception.
2: Yeah, it was fucking awesome.
1: And it wasn't just like obviously that was the big highlight of the game, but he played every snap against that Rams team, and I thought he looked good, like the the Jets' number one corner. Um, they won the game, and uh, I, Jared Goff didn't play that great. Obviously, uh, when you lose to the <laughs> when you lose to the Jets, but um, on the bright like that's a really really deep and good receiving core, uh between Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, um, Reynolds, and, and our boy Van, uh, and, and he didn't really give up anything substantial in that game. Um, he lo- like he's looked so competent at times yep. this season. There's been hiccups. I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when he struggled. But, I mean, it helps that Lamar Jackson, the other rookie, looks way worse than him. But this is now four straight games for him where he's played every single snap. Um, and, and I think, like, this is a guy who uh, it's going to be dependent on, on what who comes in and, and what this team looks like from a coaching staff perspective next year. But he's shown enough to compete for a starting job uh, going forward.
2: Well, you remember how high I was on Price Hall and I, we both were and, you, you, you know, uh, you still ended up way higher than he was drafted. Um, he's looked really good, and I, like you said, there's been the hiccups, but I, I, like as a whole, it's been a really, really impressive uh, stretch for him. And like, I thought he's looked like a really solid tackler. And then this play was amazing in the, in this game, the interception. And like, even when he's getting beat, like first of all, it's hard for him not to get beat because the rest of the team is so bad. But like, he's not getting beat bad, and he's like, if it's it's like a slant, and he picks up the tackle. I thought I think he's been really fantastic. And like you said, he's definitely going to, Like, well, I mean, he looks like the best corner on the team right now. They're going to obviously have to address the position, but definitely, definitely, definitely will be competing for a starting gig. Who you got for looks like a miss? Uh, hey, same position, Cam Dantzler, who I was too low on. Uh, he went 89th. I had a 116th, uh, but he's playing like he should have gone higher than 89 too. Three tackles, a pick. He gave up, like, virtually nothing in the passing game. Uh, and his interception was pretty sick, too. Uh, in the end zone, like, t- twisting a high point. It kept Minnesota alive. It was 30-27. to 27. It was th- under three minutes to go when he made it. They didn't win, but it kept them alive. Uh, and he, I think he's been the best rookie cornerback the last few weeks um, outside of Sneed's performance this week. He's really, really turned it on, man. And he looks like... Uh, I mean, he looks like he should have been at least a second-round pick, or if not higher. He's He's been fantastic.
1: Uh, speaking of a second-round pick, who I had very high on my board, who's not really impactful whatsoever, uh, AJ Epinesa, who I think we've had for negative things before this year. Yeah, not too um, much, though.
2: It's just like he's not there that often. Rota-
1: yeah. Uh, played in the rotation against the Broncos. Really didn't have much of an impact at all. And this Bills defense has been so much better in recent weeks, and oh, they yeah. look like they're one of the, the three or four teams that could win the Super Bowl. Um, and he has not really found or carved out any role really, uh, on a defensive line that, full of veterans on the edge, but nobody at this point in their career, like Mario Addison, Joey Hughes have played a lot of good football throughout their careers, but neither of them is n- near what they once were. Yeah. And he can't he can't find himself um, playing over them, which I get because they're veterans. They know the system. That they, they, I mean, Hughes has been with McDermott forever, and Addison comes from P- the Panthers, who is where basically half the Bills' front office and coaching staff are from. Um, but like when he's in there, he doesn't really even inject any extra pass or You're not really seeing. Like if you weren't looking for him, you wouldn't notice. Yeah, hundred percent. Never good for a guy. You, for a guy they took in the second round, but he was their first pick at the draft.
2: Yeah, and, and I think I think we both ended up first-round grades on him, and he seemed very pro-ready. It's like, okay, he's going to come in, and I knew he wasn't going to play excessively in Buffalo. We knew he was going to be a part of the rotation, but I thought he'd be on the field more, and especially this late in the season. I would have thought he, he would have done enough, but you're definitely right. It's When he's on the field, you really don't notice him unless you're looking for him, and... Was the one game where he had the terrible offside call and like made that made a TFL and like yeah. that's like it. Like it's it's been yep, really, yep, yep. really, really underwhelming. You know what's not underwhelming, AJ? You know what's actually
1: it's the very perfect w- amount of whelm?
2: <laughs> what
1: is there off? Uh Manscaped in support for Seven Rounds in Heaven is presented by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and helping two million men all over the world get rid of hair on their balls. If you let yourself go in 2020 while in quarantine, Manscaped is here for you to reboot and stay clean and shaved in 2021. Manscaped is here to give you a fresh start this year with their Perfect Package 3.0, that has all the right tools for the job. Come out of quarantine with clean balls. Thanks to Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproofed and skin-safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. The, th- the third generation trimmer even has a light to give you the glow up you need in 2021. It's also time to freshen up down there this new year. With the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant moisturizer. If you already put deodorant on your armpits, why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And... For on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. 2020 was awful, so make sure you and your boys are refreshed and ready for new beginnings in 2021. Manscaped even threw in their Shed Travel Bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs are also included, and are hands-down the best underwear you will ever wear. A guy with hairy balls... In the year 2020, don't be that guy. Get 20% off and free shipping. The code armchair at Manscape.com. The balls will thank you. You know what else will thank you, AJ? If you listened to Rob's picks on last episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven, where he picked a lot of right picks in the bowl games, and he would have made you money if you listened and went to bed online and used the promo code armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. It's bowl season. Bulls. Ultimately are irrelevant, but they become relevant when you bet on them, and because they're hilarious, and because roofclaim dot uh, actually just sent AJ a free roof. <laughs> I claimed it, baby. Yeah, <laughs> um, and they did that because AJ went to bet online and spent all the money and. Bet on UCF and lost it all. So <laughs> Roof claim felt bad
2: and <laughs> Jay Roof. Um
1: hey, can can that, I give though, you a that's that's a that. comment.
2: I no no, I got no comment. That's correct. Everything you said is factually correct. Um <laughs> I'm just gonna say bowl season A, it's made for betting. You're correct. My, my my tip of the week is to bet the totals in the bowls so you have something to watch even when these games are bad, you gotta pay attention all the way down and it makes it exciting.
1: Ooh, I like that AJ's gambling tip of the week. There it is. It's, it's to have be fun. That every time
2: <laughs> Shut
1: up. Just gonna always bet the totals. <laughs> uh, okay, S- needs to step it up. I put a guy we've talked. Um, we talked lowly about early in the season and found his way halfway through the season, and he really struggled against the Buccaneers, and that's AJ Terrell. Uh, he got kind of sunned by Mike Evans. There was a point where he was called on. A pass interference and face mask on the same play. Oh, no. Um, yeah. He he was missing tackles and getting beaten coverage, and it was a bad day for AJ Terrell, a forgettable day, against uh, a very top-end group of pass catchers.
2: Hey, uh, speaking of pass catchers and first-round picks, I'm going with the double combo of Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler, who uh, had okay. what? Judy had one catch in nineteen yards. Uh, Hamler had one catch for yeah. four yards. Um, we've seen them both flash with big games, uh, but there's been little consistently consistency consistently from them. And it's and look, it's way less on them than it is on Denver being a mess and Drew Lock being inc- inconsistent as hell. Also, uh, but still, Judy went fifteenth overall. Hamler went forty sixth. I would like to see, like even when they're having not the greatest games, I'd still like to see them have some sort of impact.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think that's totally fair. I mean, we've seen they can do it. Part of it is poor quarterback play at times. Yeah. I don't know. Drew Locke threw four touchdowns the week before because KJ Handler was flying open. There you go. It's, it, like, I, again, I, I think it's mainly because you know, when you put a guy in needs to step it up, it's because you know he can.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's when I've seen them do it, and I'm just frustrated that they aren't. <laughs> Um, Okay, who's not ready to play? Hey, this one is, like, way out of left field, all right? He's not ready yet, but, like, he had an intriguing game, so I feel like I had to talk about him. Uh, (laughs) Philadelphia Eagles rookie corner, obviously rookie, Michael Jackett from ULL, who was undrafted. He's 6'2", 200 pounds. Uh, He gave up a shit ton in coverage. (laughs) I mean, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But, and it it was, like, like, Arizona consistently just, like, put Hopkins to his side and went after him. Uh, and, like, that's not an easy match for anyone in the whole entire NFL. And he was making a lot of big-time catches. And, like, he, I didn't think he was really in a bad position at any point. So, like, the neg- that, like, that's the negative. He needs time. But, like, he was a big play creator. It was kind of cool. Like, he, he forced the fumble on Hopkins at the goal line. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you saw, but he was the one bringing down Kyler to the ground uh, on the sack where he made the tackle 1-on-1. And then uh, Nicole Roby Coleman came over and knocked the ball out and forced the fumble. Uh, and he hit a nice, like, fully outstretched PBU. He had seven tackles on the game, that half sack, couple pass deflection uh, defense, and, like, that forced fumble. So interesting, interesting game in a de- depleted secondary um, for a guy that, like, came absolutely out of nowhere.
1: You're just carrying the water for Billy Napier again. <laughs> hey, look, I always do it, baby.
2: Levi Lewis, keep you on.
1: Uh, it's, it's funny you go with a, uh, an undrafted rookie corner, uh, for not ready to play. Because I did too. Why <laughs> are so is... many teams playing undrafted rookie corners? I don't know, man. Um, okay. Poor Tyler Hall of the Atlanta Falcons, uh, undrafted rookie corner at a Wyoming, played 7% of the snaps against the Buccaneers. Okay. Okay. Are you with me? Yeah, I'm here. On one of them, he got... Murdered by Antonio Brown for a forty-six yard touchdown. Oh man!
2: And he got
1: a penalty on special teams. Uh, was not a great look for him. Um, he, I, I mean, it's not terrific that you was had to cover Antonio Brown one on one, but that happened. And Antonio Antonio Brown had like ten yards of space on him, uh, so that sucked. Um, a, a, a bad one, um, or I shouldn't say bad, but. Alex Highsmith just didn't look very good against the Bengals, and that's not a good offensive line. And he couldn't make, or he couldn't create consistent pressure on the Ryan yeah. Finley touchdown run. That was like the low light of his rookie season. Um, just took himself way out of the play and just uh, no awareness on the play. And I think that Bud Dupree loss, like in the moment, it was talked about a lot. But, but kind it of since it happened, no one's re- Yeah, Yeah since it happened no one's really talked about that defense missing him it's 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 been more about um honestly ben? it's been more about the inside linebackers oh than yeah true a- anything with right uh and, and then yeah of course the offense but uh like that budget pre-loss i don't think people understand maybe just how fantastic he had been playing just because like guys like cam hayward and tj watt yeah get a little bit more attention but you know, like that drop-off has been massive for that defense um okay best day three rookie
2: oh you know what let, let me add something do you think that that win saved zach taylor's job uh,
1: like i don't think they were gonna fire him all
2: right i didn't think so either um i think they probably should have uh but yeah that, 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 i feel like this just means he's 100 percent safe
1: yeah that's fair oh felipe franks was the last Senior they were gonna invite at quarterback, I guess. So so cool. Uh
2: best day three rookie. Jim, Jim Nagy
1: tweeted before before it came out and he tweeted last senior QB announcement coming tonight.
2: Oh, and we got hyped for it and it did not disappoint. Um my, my best day three rookie. Uh, I put Darnell Mooney who what four grabs, 49 yards, a touchdown. Uh he is good. We know this all year. They just need to keep yep. well, okay. At this point, he's open. And he's not getting the ball, so they gotta just keep designing touches to Mooney. And they they went to him short a lot, and he worked, did a lot of work after the catch. Um, it works, it works. And their quarterbacks suck. We know that. Um, just keep getting him the football because he's you, you found something in Darnell Mooney. He's really fucking good, and you can't really figure him out, which kind of sucks. But I mean, it, it's um, not like he's, it, they, 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 it's working. But you know what I mean. They work more because he's good. Yeah.
1: Kind of like maybe Michigan should have figured out how to use Donovan Peoples-Jones. No, they use him perfectly. That's why one of. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's one of my best day three rookies. Three for fifty five against the the Giants. Nothing spectacular, but again, just looking like he can hang and be a contributor in the NFL. And he, we know his athletic pro, profile fits that of uh, of a NFL yeah. starting receiver. And I mean, I had him really high on my board, and I, I feel pretty good about it now. I, I'm
2: surprised he went so late though. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously it, it he, doesn't make
1: sense. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, no, I I, I yeah. Uh, I had him ninety uh, first. He, he was a top one hundred guy for me too. So there you go. I also
1: put Nick Harris here, um, who, as soon as he went in the game, you and I were messaging um, as we do uh, live uh, during the game, and. He, we were both, I think, kind of focused on him for a bit there, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, because a guy, we, a guy we liked at Washington, and kind of playing out of position because naturally he's a center, but he looked good. He, his, he, I mean, we knew. Oh my gosh, FAU, FAU might come back. Um we we knew he was a good fit for that scheme with his mm-hmm. his ability to move in in space in, in the run game specifically and he looked he looked pretty competent and they're gonna need him to start there because Hubbard's done for the year now and they're they're making a push to compete for the AFC North title and
2: he's gonna be playing a lot. Uh, is Teller coming back though? I mean, I'm in charge. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Because he, he didn't make the Pro Bowl. AJ. Oh, don't Rob. why did you get me started? No, yeah. So Taylor I put, opt out now. <laughs> yeah. I put him for out of nowhere. I mean, it was not for us, though, baby, because we loved him. But, yeah, Taylor went out. Hopper went out. Or, sorry, t- Taylor was already out. Hopper went down. Uh, and then yeah. Harris came in. Yeah. And, yeah, I totally just focused on him. He didn't miss a beat. He looked great. Like, he was flashing that athleticism we knew he had. Like you said, great fit there. And he looked pretty darn good in pass protection. And that was the question with yeah. Harris. And, and I think he answered it. Like, I, the anchor still didn't look perfect. And that was the big one, but it worked, and he he looked great. He, and he, honestly, he might be better as a guard. Swing interior
1: guy at, at minimum for them going forward.
2: He's good. He's very good. Yeah, I almost wish he wasn't. Um, I mean, it's a great fit, but I almost wish he was somewhere else so he could so he could start. But anyways,
1: best undrafted rookie. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and assume Chris Barnes is on both of our lists.
2: Uh, yeah, correct. He, he was he was my one and only this week.
1: He had the big force fumble, obviously, that resulted in the Kevin King. Uh, the I mean, AJ Flex for your guy. What did Kevin?
2: What'd your boy Kevin King do? Yeah, baby, uh, recovered the fumble and ran it. Not all the way back, but he ran it. But <laughs> almost, almost. That's all. Almost. I, that that Barnes play. I don't know, man. It felt like he was just like a rim protector swatting the ball away from Teddy. I loved it. That was awesome. And then like what? a really nice TFL on Mike Davis in the third quarter. Yeah. And he's just yeah, he a, looked good. Yeah, man. He's been a solid contributor uh, most of the year, when he's been healthy yep. at least. And yep. he's he's definitely yep, he... one of the best UDFAs this year. Oh, hundred percent. When we do our all UDFA rookie team, he'll <laughs> be on it. He'll be on it. No doubt.
1: Uh I mentioned Kevin King, who AJ, where Kevin King go to school? Washington. Guess who else went to Washington?
2: Uh Dante Pettis. <laughs>
1: Uh, you're right actually wow uh Sullivan Ahmed who ran for 122 yards in touchdown against the Patriots and was I mean has been the Dolphins most impactful running back for most of the season and he was at it again um big chunk runs and kind of put the like again because they didn't have much in terms of pass catchers for that game his usage was so key to them winning that game and ball control and he looked fantastic and He's mm-hmm. going to be, a, a, like, I don't think he's the long-term starter by any means, but uh, at least a change of pace guy for whoever ends up being their their number one back next year.
2: Definitely. I and, mean, hey, speaking of watching, Miles Gaskin's activated too now, baby. So, uh, no, Salvin Ackman is our RB2 on our all-UDFA rookie team.
1: And our kicker is Rodrigo Blankenship because he went two for two and hit a 53-yard bomb, and he's great. Uh, okay, rookie who flashed?
2: Uh, hey, uh not friend of the show but fellow canadian neville gallimore probably had his best game of the year like he had that flashy one earlier but i think this one was more of a complete game uh five tackles a tfl a pass deflection uh got a hit a quarterback hit too uh the tfl was sick it was just a monster one on the goal line where he just wrecked through the line and ate the running back he blew him up it was awesome uh it felt like he was getting penetration pretty often uh, like I said, got the hit, batted down a pass. It was a really, really good game. And um, if if Cal- the Dallas Cowboys can get this from him consistently, that would be huge for them. Um,
1: I put Jeremy Chin just because once again he's everywhere, uh, and looks like a key piece for the Panthers going forward. Makai him because he's just a monster. He he. That that was a big part of why the Jets I think pulled off that game is the he was the great. edge rushers that have yeah like the edge rushers have been very good for the Rams with Aaron Donald committing so much attention inside this year. Yeah, And Beckton didn't like, it was not a big deal for Beckton. And and just, it comes back to Beckton and Wirfs and Wills have all been so good. Andrew Thomas, for all the hate I gave him last week, was actually pretty solid this week against the Browns, uh, for what it's worth.
2: Um, I'll throw a couple more names out if if you can handle them, Rob. uh, Well, I got one more. DeAndre Swift as well. Who were,
1: had a bad fumble early, but came back and looked pretty good, uh, two touchdowns, and you like he clearly looks like an NFL number yeah. one running back
2: for sure. Uh, hey, okay, the go aforementioned ahead. Go ahead. the aforementioned Quez Watkins who had that thirty uh, two yard screen touchdown, which was kind of awesome. He kind of caught it, was coming back towards uh, Jalen Hurts, and then spun back outside and hu- housed it down the sideline with that four three five speed. Uh, that was like I said, third and twenty, which a huge play in that game. Uh, he had three catches for forty yards and a TD. That's sweet. A uh, little lower key. I wanted to mention Alton Robinson, who who had a <clears throat> who's been like who's flashed a bit all year when when they've worked him in. Like and then in this one, um, couple pressures, had a strip sack on Haskins. Um, he's clearly a valuable rotational pass rush guy, and it'll be interesting to see if he becomes more than that. Because I think there's a chance, but definitely a, a guy that's going to be in the rotation for a while. And lastly, I'll just throw out the duo, uh, the trio of C.D. Lamb, Brandon Ayuk, and Justin Jefferson. For, like Lamb and Ayuk head-to-head, both were great. Uh, they were, I think both had one bad drop, but still, Lamb had another one of those um, down the middle where he got lit up but brought it in plays. Ayuk was a, a monster after the catch, had like a multiple broken tackles. And Justin Jefferson, another 100-yard game, and this is the only time we mention him. Kind of fucking ridiculous. He's been that good this year.
1: <laughs> he also yelled at Kirk, and it was hilarious.
2: Yeah, that was fucking jokes.
1: Okay, <laughs> um, my out-of-nowhere rookie, just because I'm all Washington all the time. Uh, another undrafted Husky, Hunter Bryant. Huge 44-yard catch against the Titans. And he's, like, firmly was their number two tight end to Hawkinson in this game. They went to him again later on a big seam route. He was pretty I covered, so he didn't catch it. But... Those are his two targets, two big downfield targets,
2: and he looked like uh, an interesting move tight end to compliment uh, T.J., pro bowler T.J. Hawkins. <laughs> i would be very cool if they get him involved. I mean, my, my out-and-over rook was also a husky, Nick Harris. Uh, but, hey, the only school better than Washington, the University of Michigan, produces ballers, baby. And Kaliki Hudson played uh, by far his most all year long, and he didn't look too bad. Eight, eight tackles and a big TFL on Russell Wilson because uh, a couple injuries at linebacker and, the, and they played him a lot and he he, he hey I think we you and we end up both kind of like him as like a really good special teams guy and like a potential uh just like situational guy on defense and uh he he's looked like that this year.
1: Yeah. So just to make it clear, we we only support Michigan, Washington, mm-hmm. and Vanderbilt here.
2: It's the big three.
1: Yeah, um, correct. Oh, and Gator Nation, because my start the rook is Jabari Zaniga. <laughs> who uh uh-uh, AJ's thinking? Oh, I forgot Jabari Zuniga existed. Uh, that's because Jabari Zuniga has played uh, only like between like six and twenty three percent of snaps since he got healthy. Um, week nine, he played twenty three percent of snaps. That was his most. He played ten percent this past week. It's not like the Jets have a thunderous pass rush. They just put Quinn Williams on the IR. Who is obviously their most disruptive um, defensive player. They're already playing a buttload of rookies. Let's get Jabari Zeniga yep. on the field and see Uh-oh. see what he's got. He's a guy who we saw had the ability to play inside and out at Florida. He had you yeah, so he had you some um versatility on the de- defensive line. Like you you don't have an edge rusher you can really trust on that team. Let's get let's get my in
2: honestly i remember he existed but i thought he was still hurt and that's why he wasn't getting on the field that's that's a definitely like i don't know how he isn't playing like that's they got to get him on the field the, the last two weeks and yeah like i said for, my, mine was Keyshawn fawn but yeah go ahead for the for the
1: record i've now stood up for ziniga and jonathan grenard both florida's pass rushers so
2: yeah well we like them well we like them both you love grenard and i mean they both should be on the field more good. and that that's a fact
1: Oh my God, this bowl game is incredible! So AJ, let's end the show so you can watch it too. Um, so happy Christmas and merry holidays and whatever.
0: Claim your roof. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful, time-tested gift around—a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love.